Good evening and welcome to a brand new edition of North London Israel. And the breaking news is the English Premier League is back. Finally, the English Premier League is back and it is going to kickstart from 17 June and we have all the fixtures till 2nd July. So, you know, what we did is that we have picked the key fixtures which you have to see. You cannot miss these fixtures and have the dates for you. So, I think we start off with... Aston Villa and Sheffield United. That's the first game when the play restarts. But later that day, it's going to be Manchester City versus Arsenal at the Etihad Stadium. It's going to be Pep Guardiola versus Mikel Arteta for the first time. And it's going to be interesting. Who gets the better of whom? Is it the master or is it the apprentice who is now the boss at his former club? And seven and from 17 June we move to 19 June. We have Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester United. Another interesting fixture. Good way to spice things up. You know, when we look at the first three round of fixtures, there are a lot of great fixtures. And then we move to 21st June. It is going to be the Merseyside Derby at Goodison Park. It's yes, it's Liverpool versus Everton. And if I think it's pretty clear Liverpool are going to win it. So, if they win it, they are moving closer and closer to their title, which is obviously theirs, but it is a few fixtures away to be declared mathematically theirs. So, I think Liverpool would like to consolidate and their title, which is theirs, but they would like to start on a positive note. They are just playing in the Premier League. As we know, they were knocked out of the EFL Cup, which final is done. City won that tournament. They're out of the FA Cup. They're out of the Champions League. Premier League was their sole focus this season as a team. And I think it's paid off. They've just dropped five points this season. And, you know, they're winning it mathematically. And, you know, I, what I feel is City uh, made some 100 points in the 17-18 season. I feel if Liverpool carry on their Premier League from how it was throughout the season before that Watford game, I think they could break that 100-point margin. They could go more than that because none other team, no other team in the history of top flight has these many points after 29-28 fixtures being placed. It is just ruthless from them. And, you know, it's going to be interesting how far they can go, how many goals they can score how many wins they can get. I think all the records City put in the 2017-18 season, I think if Liverpool get the momentum going once again the way it was going through when the season initially started, I think City's record are going to be, a, looks fragile for, to me right now. Then we head to 25th June. It's Chelsea versus Manchester City again. So a couple of interesting fixtures coming for City because then you look at the next fixture. 2nd July, it's Liverpool versus Manchester City. Another big fixture, though it's not of that significant, great significance, but I think Liverpool would like to get that tick mark over here. And when you look, Jurgen Klopp has outmastered Pep Guardiola in the last meeting and Jurgen Klopp has actually defeated Pep Guardiola the most times when their they teams play. As you know, they they played each against each other in Germany when Pep Guardiola was Bayern's coach and uh, 
Uh, Jurgen Klopp was with all his, uh, I think, long club. It's safe to say it's long. He spent some eight, nine years there with Borussia Dortmund. So, I think if any manager has got better of Pep Guardiola, it's Jurgen Klopp. So, these are the major fixtures that I think everyone would like to watch and everyone would be having their eye on it. And obviously, you can view it from whichever place you are and whoever your broadcaster is. I think you all would know. And if you don't, I think it would be on their website as well. So, check it out because the English league is back and arguably the best league in the world. And it's really exciting. There are some good games from the relegation point of view, some European point of view battles to be fought out. So, this is, we have the fixture still 2nd July or this fixture still 2nd July have been released. And if everything goes well, you know, in these two weeks, I think we will be seeing the next round of fixtures. And I think that next round of fixtures would feature the North London derby. That would be the first North London derby at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, yes, it would have been earlier this season, but you know what? The, how the season has gone for two sides, I don't think there is any favourite for that derby day. You know, I think uh, Spurs have had a season they could bottle up at their home and Arsenal have a season they could even, you know, might get thrashed by them, but I really doubt they're going to get thrashed in the Arteta. But, you know, I think I have my eye on the North London Derby, which fixture dates are yet to be released. And when we see the two fixtures, are one fixture, the Merseyside fixture, the venue is yet to be decided. And Liverpool versus Manchester City, these two fixtures, the venue is yet to be decided for them. We'll get an update on those things right and right there. And because just because of the intensity these two fixtures carry, I think the location or the venue for these fixtures are yet to be decided. And that's from the Premier League. Now we move to our transfer talks. Bayern Munich current coach Hansi Flix said, who doesn't want Kai Havertz? Well, that's a very true statement. You know, Kai Havertz has emerged as the potential you know, hottest midfielder slash winger uh, player in this uh, season. I think it is. he has had a good season with Leverkusen. But as I said before, I think it's too early for him to move to Bayern. Maybe he could stop for an year or if he has a good start to the next season whenever it starts. So, I think uh, Bayern are moving in the right direction if they want to invest in Kai Havertz. But... I think if they want him, they might have to be a bit more patient. Obviously, they want to replace Philip Coutinho, who they have not shown any big intentions to sign permanently. So, they are probably going to miss out an attacking member, though they have been linked with Manchester City's Leroy Sané. But, you know, there is a lot been scrutiny about that signing and there is a lot of post comments. So, we will not get into that, but... As it stands, when the next season starts, Bayern will be with one less attacking player. So, who is going to fill that void? That is the question. So, you know, if Kai Havertz wants a Bayern Munich move, then I think Hansi Flick has just given him the thumbs up. But the main issue is, what's the money? How much he's going to cost Bayern? Is he going to be around 
50 million pound region or he's going to be more than that or less how less and you know all the monetary things have to be confirmed and next big news comes from spurs next this coming transfer window won't be big they have only one target and that's a midfielder yes spurs have identified southampton's captain pierre emile hoiberg as their main target for next transfer window so as you talk about this transfer, I think uh, Pierre Mayhoiberg, he has expressed his desire that one day he wants to win the Premier League and subsequently the Champions League. And he also said that I'm with the Saints, I'm with Southampton, I'm fully committed to do the best for that club with there. But he has actually given that hint that, you know, if Spurs want to sign him, he is open to that. It's not like he is a saint man that... He's going, not going to leave Southampton forever and whatever. You know, he's a one-man club or till the time Southampton kick him out, he is not going to leave. He There's nothing like that. He's open to a move and Spurs are very interested in the Danish midfielder and he could cost him somewhat around that 25 to 30 million pound transfer region and I think it's not a bad way you know, it's a good transfer. It could be a very good transfer. We know what Pierre Mile Hoiberg can do. He passes the well. He can. He has that pace and stamina. He can run and, you know, he can shoot as well. So, it will be a good all-round transfer for Spur to take place. But, again, it all depends what is the financial situation with the club and how much Southampton are going to charge him, you know, and... You know, this is something when the transfer market is going to start and this way, obviously, players, teams have started linking up and all, but you know, the money Southampton are going to ask for him is going to be crucial. And if they're rigid on what they ask, then I think this could be, you know, a called-off deal. But as it stands now, Spurs' main target for this season is Pierre Omile Hoberg. From North London, we move to Anfield. John Barnes has said if Klopp wanted Werner, he would have got him. And I think that's very true. If Klopp wanted Werner, there is no doubt he would got him. Uh, just to clarify, Timo Werner is still a Leipzig player. But according to reports from numerous papers, that Chelsea are very, very close to declare Timo Werner as a blue and that fees is supposed to be around that 50 million pound region. No clarity on that, how much Chelsea have paid for him, but it is expected to be around that region. And Chelsea are reportedly very close to signing Timo Werner. But as it seems now, Liverpool, who actually started this when it, since every place starts halted, Liverpool started off going for Timo Werner. And you know, there's been a lot of twists and turns on that. And right now it seems that. Chelsea are going to have him, but John Barnes says if Klopp wanted, Jurgen Klopp wanted Timo Werner, he would have got him. And I think that's very true because if he, let's just go back to the 17 18 season, Liverpool wanted to sign a centre back right then. And they were after Virgil van Dijk before the season started. And Klopp talked to him. That's what the report says. Klopp talked to him. He had a chat with Van Dijk, what he expected of him and what his role at the club would be. But unfortunately, in the summer transfer window, the deal was not pulled off and it got pulled off in the transfer window. And I think that talk that uh, Klopp had with 
I think he would suit Sari's style. I mean, there's no doubt if uh, if Sari likes to play two strikers in front leg with Ronaldo and him, I think it would be a good, you know, supporting partnership. And the next club he's linked to is Barcelona. Well, that he would be a very cheap replacement for Lautaro Martinez, whose value is 100 million euros. So, if that deal does not happen, I think Barcelona certainly have the money to buy him. So, it would be another interesting transfer how he would fare at Camp Nou. And, you know, the two of the English club interested were him in Manchester United and the other club is Arsenal. So, if Arsenal lose... Appear Emmerich Aubameyang or they sell him this summer or next season if he stays at Molyneux next season I think he's going to be a top target for them so he's there's no he's established himself as a Premier League striker for Wolves he has scored most goals in the Premier League for Wolves there's no doubt about that you know he's been a crucial part for you you know Wolves European ambition so he's he's a good striker he's consistent there is no doubt about that he would be good signing I, all I can say is, you know, I don't see Madrid, you know, him being very successful at Madrid or or at United. If that if United are actually after him, I think the most three clubs he would actually end up is Juventus, Barcelona, or Arsenal. And I still think. Juventus and Barcelona would be a dream signing, but he's more of a like a backup. Thing for Juventus and Barker if they want to sign him. You know, if the Lautaro Martinez deal falls and Juventus earlier had reportedly chasing Mario Cardi and that deal is sort of off because Inter put a, a release, some sort of clause while selling him to PSG that if they sell him to an Italian club, they have to pay another 15 million to them. So, I don't think PSG would like to do that. But let's just see. Or, you know, there is a, I think there's a very good possibility he would even stay with Wolves. From now, we move on to Arsenal legend Ray Parler. He says Arsenal won't sell Carantini. So, there was a rumor that Arsenal are going to sell Carantini to clear up finances. And I think that's just vague. Why won't you? Why do you want to sell him? I know he's yet to prove. Something very concrete because when he came in, he was injured. So, he got his fitness. Then he was playing. You were getting small glimpse of his what he can do. But when he started, when he got off his injury and started playing, that was a rather bit of a dark phase for the Gunners. So, he came and when Arteta came in, he played a few games. But then, unfortunately, he had another injury. Now, he's training back with the team. So, we could see him when the season restarts. Hopefully, if he's fit to play, he's achieved full fitness. And you know what, Arsenal paid 25 million from him. And you know what, if they get something around that region, then it's a worthy, you know, it's worth to sell him. But you know, if they're just trying to get some 10 million or something, I think it's better they keep and you know, get something back from their uh, investment. Because Ray Parler says he's an exciting player. He's obviously an exciting player. He has shown us what he can do with Celtic. There is no doubt, no doubt about that. He's a very good player for sure. And you know what? If you give him, if you start assessing his season too soon, like if you assess his season, there is not, you know, something concrete or there's not a lot to assess on. So I think Arsenal need to give him another season. Maybe next season 
they assess his performance and if it's not the way they wanted or something is missing then a decision can be made on him i think it's very early to make a decision on him and especially due to the new financial situation they are not going to get a lot of money and wrapping up we have croatian ivan rakitic so you we all know his lot of he was he's feeling a lot of scrutiny because his future at barcelona is not very clear he's seen his place go to uh, dutch youngster franky de jong so he's been linked to his old club sevilla by mundo deportivo but the real issue stands is that he wants a three year contract which sevilla does not want to offer right now so this is the report by mundo deportivo and you know what if i'm rakitic you at least got to ask a three year contract because you know he's not getting the time he wants to at barcelona so he has no issues with that he's ready to move but you know what if there is no certainty for him at there as well you know the time he's going to stay with him i think you better take the gamble with barcelona you play a little bit few games you your chances of achieving something are more at barcelona than at sevilla so i mean if trophies are his main priorities and if sevilla are not giving at that game time or that contract he wants you know that stay he wants to but have a longer stay then i think it's better if he stays at barcelona like plays some less games or he is adding trophies to his cabinet so that's not a bad deal if sevilla rigid or he you know bends if he bends then i think sevilla don't mind having him he's going to his former club from where he made it mark so that's all for the news today stay safe